Welcome to the Softy Blues Opposition View. As always, yours truly, Max, and we've been given the green light, we've been given the go-ahead, joined by Tom. How are we, lad? Yeah, decent, yeah, you? Well, I mean, at the current moment, we're about 10 minutes away from Manchester City beating Southampton 1-0, if you're down with riding other people's success, but after yesterday, mate... Not even do good, too good to be honest. That was that poor, was, wasn't it? Still down about it to be honest, like. But it was just it was just a horrible. It was also frustrating as well. Just a proper annoying game. Like one of them, where you have to go off social media for a while because you're just fuming. Like one of them. Like what it didn't help with them commentators as well. Did you have the same stream where we had that um, TNS Sports? Was it with the, yeah. the the Brighton commentators? Oh yeah. my god! I wanted to throw me laptop at the wall. I, I was so annoying. Oh, horribly biased. No, I know, and I mean, before we, we dissect the game itself, just just to make one thing clear, I think this is all amplified by the fact that Emelot across the park are doing exceptionally well, and I don't think it's bitterness, I don't think it's, it, you know what, it may be jealousy, because, you know, if you see your rivals doing well, who wouldn't be jealous, but it doesn't help, does it, particularly when you've got all these other rivals who are kind of excelling around you, mm. where you should be, but... um. Right, let's get into the game. So from the start, mate, we rolled with the we rolled with the five back again. Um, made two changes though. We brought Gay in for Sigurdsson and Richardson in for Dominic Calvert Lewin. I wasn't happy about Richardson coming in for Calvert Lewin because I think Calvert Lewin's just been playing too well at the moment to drop him. What did you reckon on the changes? Oh yeah, Calvert Lewin. Why would you drop him? That I think it was like he didn't really need a rest because he hasn't played that many solid games to need a rest. I know it's been a busy period of fixtures, but you know he, he blatantly didn't need a rest because he was all right in the last game. But um, I don't think dropping Sigurdsson as well. That was that was an even big one for me because I thought the the team like the first half performance was just obviously needed him so badly because there was no there, there was just something missing and it was Sigurdsson like dude we're not the same going forward without Sigurdsson mm. Bernard and Walcott both looked a little bit lost without him so um, even when he came on there he wasn't able to like affect the game that much so um, it, it wasn't even great when he came on but I just thought he was a big miss for me but uh, Calvert-Lewin as well yeah um, obviously we all know Richarlison's a bit more effective out wide so putting him back in the middle and dropping Calvert-Lewin was a bit of a a strange one, but um, yeah, would you have started Richarlison out wide? Yeah, no, I, I would have kept Richarlison on the bench. The, you know, the same kind of blueprint that we would have went with Burnley. Um, as I, I didn't really, th- I mean, that second half, I think we, we lost grasp, grasp on the game, but I don't think we played too badly in that first half. I thought Brighton probably started the better of the two teams, but we kind of vamped up the pressure, created a few chances towards the end of that second half. I thought. You know, Bernard and Richardson looked like they were, you know, they looked like they were threatening, getting crosses into the box, putting the ball into dangerous areas. Um, to touch on what you said about not playing Sigurdsson, what frustrated me was, personally, I thought the five-back was to compensate for Gay being in, being out and, be, and not being fit. But, I mean, he, you know, it, it, it's great to see him healthy and it's great to see him covering the amount of ground that he does, but he's just simply not as effective as Sigurdsson in those crucial areas of the pitch. You know, his final ball isn't like what Sigurdsson's is. And there's many times where, you know, credit to him because, you know, he's pushing up, he's carrying the ball. But when he's in those, you know, you know where you've got to make a key decision, he just lacks it, doesn't he? And, you know, you want to see that develop over time. But that certainly didn't help us in the um, in the first half in particular. 
Um, yeah, as well, and we, we, we created chances, didn't we? What was it? With the two off the line and two off the woodwork as well. Ridiculous, yeah. It's just so frustrating. It, to be fair, though, some of the chances were from the from the centre-backs as well. Like, Zuma had a good header. No, that was later on. But then uh, Keane in the first half had a good header as well. Like, we've got to be relying on those forward players to take the chances a bit more. Because mm. when your best chances are coming from centre-backs, that says something about the forward line, surely. Because like, um, uh, Richarlison was a bit... He looked a bit isolated and... Um, yeah, and um, Bernard didn't have his best game, and he was he was marked quite heavily, but he didn't have his best game. And Walcott just frustrates me so much. He, 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 I don't know, isolates him quite a bit, but he just seems like the weak link in the forward line. Yeah, it just he just frustrates me so much. He's just kind of like what you could have done with, with that with that thing, and I think that was the theme down the whole right side because Coleman hasn't been on top form either. Those were the two main culprits I think yesterday, and um, mm. it was a shame that it was the right side and um, that those two together. I, I'm not sure whether that's going to work long term because I, I didn't see it yesterday and I don't think that I've, I've seen it for a while to be honest it's a fair, that, I know that, that is a fair show to the credit though I do think they I think the last I mean obviously off the back of the 5-1 against Burnley I think they've performed better yeah for following the um, that calamity against Spurs but something that I want to kind of touch upon and end, end the segment with is right obviously as you said avoiding social media after a result like that because you've got people who just go right off the chain and, and, you know, they're calling for Marco Silva's head, saying he needs to be sacked, this, that and the other, you know, they, they show no faith in him. Right, I'm going to I'm gonna try and be as, like, constructive and balanced as I can. I don't think his substitutions help him out, I've got to say that, because if you look at the substitutions, right, um, 65 minutes, Mina came off for Sigurdsson, 72 minutes, Gomez came off for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, 81 minutes, and I think this is where, you know, this is what, you know, rub salt in the wounds for a lot of people, but I think it highlighted one of the biggest problems with the squad. Bernard came off in the ass. Um, obviously, when you're bringing the ass on, that just reeks of last season uh, uh, and all that came with that. But something that I feel like that shows up um, on Marco Silva's heart. So I'll try and be as balanced, you know, for in terms of against Marco Silva. Just hit the, his, his change, when he brings his changes on, the team just seems to lose structure. He just seems to be going gung ho with all attacking options, and it doesn't seem to materialise in anything, which is a you know it's a cause for concern, and I, I think it's that at best. I wouldn't call for his head because I think, and this is where I'm coming from the other side. It just highlights we haven't got strength in depth, and we really need to look into this January market. January, as we know, we've said plenty of times, it's not the most ideal time to be looking to acquisitions for the squad because obviously you're having to pay over the odds and all that come with that. But, for example, when you're bringing Umani Ass on to, to change games for you, you've got to delve into that January market, haven't you? Definitely. He was chasing the last cause, really, and that's what he does. That's what he's there for. Kind of like just running and then... Um Kind of just running for lost causes and running for every single ball possible, just a bit of enthusiasm trying to push us forward. But I agree with the point that like uh, Marcus Silva just kind of throws on attackers when he's like when he's when he doesn't know what to do. He, he um, I don't even think he ch- he kind of thinks of what formation it's going to be. He just throws them on and just hopes for a goal out of out of somewhere. But and I think that is a bit of a it, it, it's not the best and it's not the best approach. You know, we want forwards on to try and get us goals like, but you've got to be systematic about it. You can't just chuck them on and think one of them might score. And um, that was the case yesterday, definitely, with uh, chucking a few forwards on. Um, and obviously, when they're coming on in the quality and Nass as well, you've got to be better than that on the bench. <coughs> I was surprised that uh, Tosin didn't come on. I'm not sure what the thinking was behind that, but what do you think that was? Do you think it was the legs in the ass would be better? I really don't know, and that was something that we're just going to highlight to kind of end on. The, 
the, the situation with Luckman and Tosin not really making the bench and you know the alternatives to that it's it's neas and simply in terms of you know our competition that isn't good enough no definitely not and it's frustrating and you know you see plenty of tweets out there after that game saying this that that result is why a lot of the the other sides you know you know the top six don't take us seriously and it's hard to argue with that because you know we need to show consistency in beating these teams below us we um I think that Burnley was the only second time so far this season that we've won on the road. Um, the other time being against Leicester, who we we play on Saturday, who we'll be previewing next. But I think that just brings to end to a, the end to a barren December run. What is it? Played seven, won one, drew two, lost four, conceded fifteen. That just simply isn't good enough, Tom. It's terrible. It's just it's so frustrating as well because. All, all I guess keeps all that keeps getting said is a work in progress. But um, I think Ian Cropper had a tweet yesterday saying something like, "When when does a work in progress end? When is this? When's it gonna? When the fruits gonna arrive?" And um, we've got to be patient with Silver this season. We all knew that from the start of the season. But like when you're losing against Brighton after after winning five one against Burnley and then losing six two against Tottenham, that's not it's too erratic. You've got to be there's got to be a plan there somewhere. So. Um, not, not like I, I still fully behind silver, but like you've got to get some consistency in there. I think January's key for us, and we're going to have to really. I know a uh, last transfer window, Marcel Brands was very effective, and he's going to have to be the same in this January transfer window as well. Fingers crossed. Um, do us the best can you can, please, Marcel. That is right within the first minute of added time for Manchester City. Two minutes till the game finishes. Not like I'm looking to that result to bring me some happiness, but. <clears throat> It is what it is. Right, we will crack on with the Leicester City preview that's coming up. Tuesday, I believe, New Year's Day, we've got Leicester City at home. A weird one. I think, personally, a very weird one because Leicester City are just one of those teams. Even if they are going through a bad run, even their last game, they lost 1-0 to Cardiff City. Obviously, Cardiff are kind of bottom dwellers of the league. They can see the last-minute winner. But it's still a risky game, is it not? Yeah, they're kind of like... We're in, we're in that position where... After that game especially, I'm particularly disheartened with Everton at the moment, but I do think we are in the same league as the likes of Watford and Leicester and Bournemouth. I, I would put us in that group now. We are in the scrap for seventh, and we have been for a while now. I wouldn't put us near the top six like we were a few a few weeks ago. We are in that scrap for seventh, and I wouldn't put us any better than Watford or Leicester at the moment, so it will be a bit of a dogfight probably. So um, it's, it's a shame, but that's where we are at the moment. That, that's this yeah. season. I'm writing off the league this season, really, because it's obviously a, a, bit, a building season and stuff like that, but that's where we are. It's, it is a team that are quite similar to us. And um, I know we, we, got a, we got a nice little win there um, with Sigurdsson's little turn and finish you know, earlier in the season. But it was it was, um, it was a good performance, but it, it will be close. And um, they've got they've got good players. I'm not sure. I don't think he's done the press conference yet as to who's fit and stuff like that. But uh, they will have most of the main players there. Madison Vardy. They've got some players you can hear yeah. So um, mm. it will be a close one. I can't see there being a much of a golfing class. So uh, we're going to have to really grind this one out, I think. Yeah, it, it, 
that that two one earlier in the season it wasn't um you know it was a pretty close affair and a and a good game of football. I I I've got to say, mate, you know, it's sad that it makes me to say this. I do agree with you. I think we are in the same bracket of Leicester, etc. Now with you know if you want to be a top team, you look to though this, you know, particularly obviously in England, that festive period where you've got games every other day coming thick and fast. It, obviously, it helps if you've got good squad depth to, you know, for the sake of rotation, which we obviously, you know, that's something that we lack, as we highlighted in the, um, the reaction to the Brighton game. But, yeah, I, I, we are in that bracket now. Um, if you go back, uh, something that I just wanted to kind of discuss, obviously, what, what year was that? Was that 2015-16 when they kind of, you know... One of the most bizarre things I've seen in my lifetime, where you know, from the season prior to that, they narrowly avoided relegation, then went and stormed and won the Premier League. Credit to Leicester, I think, following that season. Obviously, they lost big players in in Golo Kante and Riyad Mahrez, but they reinvested, you know, ex- exceptionally well, and have built, you know, a, a solid team that, you know, challenges for Europe, be that Europa League or Champions League. Obviously, I don't think they're knocking on. The doors of the big six just yet, but they're certainly in that scrap of seven. Um, as you mentioned, in terms of danger players, even the defence is pretty solid. You know, Ben Chilwell, you got Harry Maguire at the back, who we're going to have to try and you know get the better of that that, that midfield area, which I felt really you know troubled us in the in the away fixture. Mendy and Ndidi, Madison, as you said, Gray, Vardy. They, you know, there's certainly potential to score goals. Um, it's Will we, you know, will we keep, will we keep clean sheet? How, how, how are you looking at this from a defensive point of view? Um, defensively, yesterday we were we were terrible. Well, there's a couple of decent performances. To be fair, Zuma and Keane weren't that bad. Um, Mina had a decent first half and then lost it. Um, in the second half, I think maybe he lost his head after what happened with a uh, Solly March when he played on when he should have kicked it out. But uh, defensively, uh, if we are going to play a back five, hopefully that'll that'll come in our favour because um, we will be more defensive minded in a way. And um, I think in the defensive phase, it is more like a solid back five. And obviously attacking Coleman and Dean look look to get forward. But when in the defensive phase, we are a solid back five. So hopefully that will. Uh, that will stop the likes of um, Vardy getting forward, but obviously he looks to like run between the lines, and that that'll be mm. difficult. They do have pace there. Obviously, you mentioned Demari Gray as well, and also the right back Ricardo Pereira. He's particularly quick, and he's a little danger man himself, even though he's a, he's on their back line. But defensively, we are gonna have to um, probably gonna um, whether we can outpress them maybe because um, they're not particularly they're more of a structured side, like a um, way more of a pressing side than Leicester are. I think so. Um, I think. Maybe we can outpress them in the midfield battle, so that'll be interesting. But uh, with, if we do go with the back five again, which you expect us to, hopefully we'll be able to win that win that battle. Yeah, and my issue is if we do roll with the back five, and it's it, you know it's a reoccurring theme when we are playing with that back five. F- for me, I assume rolling with Michael Keane, Kurt Zuma, and Yeri Mina as a, you know, you know back five, back three. That should eliminate any kind of challenge coming in, whether that be crosses into the box, corners, you know, any any anything in the air basically. However, you look at the two headed goals against Manchester City and you look at Brighton's goal yesterday, obviously I know it came off Andre Gomez and there was a bit of controversy about whether it was offside, I don't think it was. But the goals seem to be coming from similar situations that you'd assume should be, you know, 
less dangerous when you play, you know, with a with a five pack. Do do you still do you still think we are undeveloped as a team in terms of playing with that five pack? Do you just do you, this this is I think a question that a lot of our fans are asking at the moment is, are we are we good enough to play with the three at the back or the five at the back? Um, it's a work in progress. I say work in progress again. <laughs> obviously, that's the three words to some of the season. But um, I think it's quite a new thing to the team because obviously for the majority of this season so far we have been playing with the back four and it's a, it's, it's kind of a new thing um, over the last few games that we've been trying to introduce. Now we've got a uh, Mina, Zuma and Keane um, all, all fit and all in a good, good form. So um, I think it's something we're kind of still at the experimental phase with and it did come off against Burnley, it did work and it, and it didn't come off yesterday. So we're kind of, hopefully we'll learn from those mistakes and kind of um, but obviously there was two distinct phases yesterday with the defensive phase it was solid and that with the attacking phase it was the wing backs pushing up and us playing quite a high line at times but um, if we can get that right and learn it because I do think it does take a bit of learning like the Zonal Martin did at the start of the season this is another thing where we've got to play it quite a few times to get used to it to get used to it and um, that's that's it. that's in progress at the moment as, as are a lot of things at the club but um, yeah I do think we, we will get the hang of it but um it, it will take time, so we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to see games like Brighton go past and, um, and to, to learn from those. I think, yeah, yeah, certainly. And something that obviously you know we're gonna move on to next is, and this again, the the five back and defensive dilemma may crop up. Maybe hopefully we don't go too much into it after the you know our discussion here, but it might pop up in the starting eleven video whether to you know roll with the five or roll with five or roll with four again. So, um, yeah, we're going to move on to the starting 11. Starting 11 for Leicester away. Um, it's not, it's all, it's all, is it Leicester, no, Leicester at home, isn't it? Sorry. It all seems yeah. to be going not great at the moment for Everton. Um, after we just lost to Brighton. So we're going to tell you how we've changed the team to, to try and improve on that absolute shit show, to be honest, um, and see how to fix that and where to go from yeah. there. So um, we'll start with you, Max. What do you think the starting level will be? Well, I think I come, I come on this conception with these videos, and I think Jerry kind of like pushes the agenda that um, what would Marco do? I, I've never really looked at bit looked at these as what would Marco do? I've always kind of thought, you know, what would I do myself? Um, and I think in my 11 is indicative of that. I don't think Marco will go with what I'm going for. I'm going back to a four at the back. I've got Jordan Pickford in goal. Seamus Coleman at right back. I've gone for Keane and Zuma at centre-back, Luca Dean at left-back. A three-man midfield, um, Adrissa Gay next to Andre Gomez, just in front of them, in his more natural position, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Left-wing, Bernard, centre-forward, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and right-wing, you may not agree with it, but I'm sticking with Theo Walcott. What have you got? That's interesting. Um... Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, definitely. Would you keep Walcott on the team? Yeah, I I would. I um, as I said, I don't think his performance. I mean, I, I know he got slated earlier on in the season because obviously when you've got the likes of Richarlison, who's now on what nine goals, you know, yeah. Bernard dazzled when he first came in the side. Um, 
I don't know, it, it just it, it made Walcott look, I, I think mediocre is too much of a harsh term, but in comparison to last last season where, you know, we've got the likes of uh, Morgan Schneiderlin and, and Wayne Rooney in, in the side, pace-wise, Walcott just looked like a man on fire last season, whereas this season, I think, you know, a lot more depends on your technical ability. That hasn't been at the standard that it should be. In terms of Walcott, I think he's wasted a lot of good quality chances so far this season. However, uh, the Burnley game, I just you know I know he didn't get on the score sheet, but I thought he had a you know a really good game. And even against Brighton, I noticed the front three were quite narrow. Um, and you know, branching out and making runs into the wide positions with Walcott and Bernard, and obviously the Brighton result went the way it went the way it did. Brighton are good at the Amex at home, but over against this Leicester side, what what the Leicester role with? I think it's you know a four-two-three-one. You look at the game we played them at the King Power. I just think we've got to go with the same kind of system. I think you know you know whether that you know we go from a a four-two-three-one to a Four three three, just something to kind of match Leicester man for man, as we know in Didi and Mendy, two athletic centre midfielders. That's why I think Kilfish and um, uh, uh, just a guy's got to be in there purely for the sake of his athleticism. But um, yeah, I, I go back to the um, go back to the formation and the lineup that brought us more success. Really, what what have you gone for? Um, yeah, I've, I've, that's interesting. I've, I've stuck with the uh, the wing backs, the the five the back situation, because um, I, I think if we stick at it, it might work eventually. If we can't, I know um, we, we could possibly change the formation in terms of um, what side we're playing. We shouldn't always be too static. We should maybe do a bit of a, a consideration of the opposition as well into the formation. But uh, I've stuck with um, five at the back. I've gone with uh, Pickford and goal again. Zoomy and Akina. Zoomy, Zoomy, me and Akina. I get this wrong every time. Zuma, Mina and Keane, there we go, uh, there at the go. back, three centre-backs together, I know uh, Mina had a poor second half, but I think if he if he regains his composure for this one, he should be alright, uh, Coleman and Dean, um, I'm not too fussed on Coleman at the moment, but he's better than John Joe Kenny, um, I've gone with Gay alone in um, in defence midfield, because um, I think he's... he's I don't think Gomez is. I think he needs a rest. To be honest, he looked a bit leggy in the last one. He looked a bit lethargic, and I think the festive period may well be catching up with him. So I've gone with Gay on his own in defence midfield because I think he can do it on his own. He's got the legs for it. So uh, five at the back with Gomez. Sorry, Gay in front, and then um, I've gone with the three. Um, similarly to your front, I've got um, three behind the behind the one forward. Um, and I've dropped Walcott. This would be me because I don't think it's what, as you say, it's not what Marco would do. It's what we would do, I think. So um, I've uh, I've gone with Bernard on the right wing instead to, to change it up a little bit because I know he can play in both positions, the left and the right. So I'd like mm. to see Bernard on the right, and then um, I'd like to see Richarlison back on the left. So um, Bernard on the right, Richarlison on the left, uh, Sigurdsson down the middle because he's ready after his little rest, and then Calvert Lewin up top. Um, I don't know. That's the team I'd like to see anyway because. As you think, what what like I don't know, he's not done too badly for him to be dropped. But I just I I just frustrates me so much. I I just, I just drop him. But um, yeah, I, I, obviously he scored a couple of matches ago as well. So um, he's not in bad form. But like I just like to see how that worked because I, I do think that's a nice little front line. That's it. It's, it's got some good. I, hmm. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be too against you know if if, if Walcott was to be dropped. 
I, I, no, I wouldn't be against putting Bernard on the right, Richardson on the left, and Calvert Lewin for the middle. I, mean, I, I wouldn't be against that at all. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I know Bernard was wasteful with a few chances yesterday, but again, I think he was getting into the areas. He was putting good balls into the box, and if you've got Dominic Calvert Lewin through the middle, you know he's gonna try, he's gonna find his head onto the end of one of the, one or two of the crosses. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't think Bernard's done enough to warrant to be dropped yeah and I I think you know look at that Burnley game with the impact that Richardson had coming off the bench mm. uh, don't think he did don't think he did particularly well against Brighton um, I think his touch was off I just think he I think he had an off day to be honest there. you know I, I don't think that's um, I don't think that sums him up as a player at all because I think he's a, you know he's a terrific young talent and he's shown that plenty of times so far this season I just think you know the amount of games is catching up to him um, and just to touch on the, the you know, the, the central midfield issue that you, that you uh, mentioned, I think it's crucial that we have Gilby Sigurdsson in that in that number ten role again. I mean, you said you, you you highlighted it straight away in one of the other videos that in terms of creativity and finding you know the balls in between the back lines, we're just not the same without Sigurdsson. Yeah. Um, as as we saw. I mean, uh, I know at the time Leicester had other had man sent off in the reverse fixture. But regardless, when you've got someone with the ability, you can t- pick up the ball, back to goal, cruise turn, take a touch out his feet and plant it into the top corner. Um, if he's done it in this fixture so far this season, I, I don't know, I just think he'll be, I think it might bode well for him again, coming up against, coming up against Leicester again. Um, I, I, I do agree with what you said about Andre Gomez. I do think he's looked quite leggy. I just, I don't know, who would you roll with instead of Gomez? In that central midfield, just get on his own. I think I think he's all right on his own, just to give him the freedom. I know it's a bit like he's a bit exposed in the in the middle because you've got to win that midfield battle, and I suppose he is a little bit. But um, if we're gonna go far at the back, you don't need two defensive midfielders. I don't think so. Um, I would leave who, him to it on his who, own. Who's your who's your three in midfield then? So you got Gay Sigurdsson, who's the other one? Um, I've just got Gay Sigurdsson Sigurdsson, and then the 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 wingers. So you've got the wing backs. Um. Possibly cutting inside, and then you've got I, the. I know, I, cause I think with the, with the five back benefits, the wing backs a lot more because they're getting the ball in, you know, more advanced positions. And I think Dini in particular, because we you know there is a focus on that left hand side, he's excellent at, at playing that wing back position. Mm. Um, but while that benefits the foot, but you know the wing backs coming up against Madison, Pacer, Jamie Vardy. I'm not fancying a back three. I've just, you know, I've got my reservations that, you know, they might be beat for speed. I know, I know, Zoom is pretty quick. Keane's improved. Um, Mina didn't have the best of games against Brighton, but, you know, still a very physical and capable player. Yeah. I just feel like the four is more suited to deal with what Leicester pose. So, with that being said, Oh, and I know December was was absolutely dismal. But are we seeing a result from this one? Um, I can say a draw to be honest. Um, if we were going to go for a prediction, I'd probably say one one. I just, I just I'm not optimistic about Evan at the moment after yesterday. After yesterday, so um, I'd I'd go for one one to be honest. What about you? Now you've said that, I'm probably I'm probably inclined to say the same. I'd like to think. That you know, obviously, ending 2018 on a bad note, 
capping off December, which was, you know, really poor. I'd like to think there's some sort of added motivation, particularly with Leicester being one of those who were considered to be battling for seventh place with. I'd like, you know, I'm saying a 1-0 win. Narrow, hard game, but, you know, we've, you know, we, after, after dropping as many points as we did in December, you know, we've got to make games count when they come. Um, at home, Goodison, mate, I think we've got a turn up. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully, make Goodison back to a fortress again after we conceded six goals there last time. So, um, that's uh, let us know your predictions as well, what you think, how the game's going to go, and also your starting line of predictions, whether you agree with us or uh, any changes you make from what we had said. And um, make sure you like the video as well and subscribe to the Toffee Blues. Thanks a lot for watching as well. Uh, I've been Tom, that's been Max, and uh, join us next time on the Toffee Blues. <laughs>